been doing your own movies for a couple years. Ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, polarize people. We are recording now. Now. <laughs> now. Right now. Wait, 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 wait. No, we're already recording. Now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're back in my apartment. The coffee table's covered in Fiji water, <laughs> ice cotton. <laughs> well, maybe afterwards. Uh, Fiji water, iced coffee. I have an elf bar in front of me. You have a Bex non-alcoholic beer. Dude, I love how you say elf bar. Like people know what that is. Like people are people know, know what an elf bar is. Do they? I think so. <laughs> Listeners, write in if, if you know what an elf bar is. About a dozen people on Saturday were like, "What the fuck is that?" Just, just write in yeah. to our Gmail with the subject line "I know." Period, yeah. <laughs> and, no- and nothing in the body of the email. <laughs> Send us a picture of cutout magazine letters that says, "I know what flavor your elf bar was." <laughs> I know what you did last. But no, I, I think people know what it is. <laughs> okay, do they? I don't think people know what Hestias are. That's a whole separate dialogue. <laughs> a separate conversation we need to have. Okay, what is a Hest? What is this? That's the hipster cigarettes. The oh. first brand to be approved by the FDA in like a dozen years or mm. something. Like being a new tobacco company is the health, nuts. The healthy cigarettes. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Uh, they're en route. Right. Anyway. Uh, what's good with you, man? Uh, not much, man. I... Uh... If you notice a an ease about me today or a certain kind of glow, you might just say I'm glowing or something like that. You, may, you may have thought that. You didn't say it, but you may have you're thought slain, that. You're slaying, you're glowing. I'm slaying. I'm uh I am living my best life, as the forty year old white girls say. Yeah. <laughs> um that's because I went to yoga last week Ooh. for the first time. After years of your girlfriend being like, please come to yoga. Yeah. And you being a toxic man and yeah. refusing. Yeah. So what, what finally wore you down? Um, nothing. I just want to try and do more things that my girl likes to do. I think that's cool. And also, I don't that, know. I was that just sounds like, like, you know, being a good partner, perhaps. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I And I, I just thought I'd revisit that synapse in my brain you know what i mean it's like i already formed the synapse of like yoga sucks and is lame right um but i was like let's 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 revisit that synapse you know right. what i mean let's confronting your prejudice about yoga exactly so i went to yoga i needed extra help during yoga <laughs> <laughs> i needed an ea during yoga <laughs> you had a full-time teacher's assistant i had special needs for sure um <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I was the only person who the teacher came up was like, that's an interesting interpretation of that position, but that's not quite it. Let me that's show you. Intre- I didn't know there were ways to interpret the position. I didn't either. I thought there was kind of an objectively correct way to go about them. See, I thought the opposite where I thought like, you can kind of do your thing. <laughs> you could, And she would always say this. She would constantly go like, let's play around with 
in this scorpion pose mm. or whatever. Like, let's let's play with this. Hmm. She would always say. So let's, I was just playing with it. <laughs> so I was just playing with it, man. I don't know what she wants. I was playing around. <laughs> you were playing. It sounds like you were too playful. <laughs> I was so playful. And... You got too frisky with a scorpion pose. And then she's like, whoa. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I needed extra help. But then, you know, jokes on her. Because at the end, when we were, when she made us just lie on our back, we were just doing the prone bone, just prone on our back. <laughs> I, don't, I think I don't that think is what they call it. Yeah, yeah that's so. definitely not a <laughs> keyword search. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, go on. I was just prone bone on my back. Um, and uh, she told us to pretend like we were lying on the beach. She even told us to like put our sweaters on to like to like your mental, simulate mental sweaters, right? Uh, or I think physical the sweaters. physical ones you had in. The I didn't. Space. I unfortunately didn't bring one, so oh. I, I couldn't. Is this like Eastern meet her in that space? What's that? Is this Eastern seaboard? <laughs> like there's a cold breeze coming off Cape Cod? What's going on here? I, yeah, not sure. But uh, you're so lost in your mind palace, dude. <laughs> so, so we were lying on the beach uh, in this position. And I'm pretty sure I reached Nirvana. And you know what? <clears throat> Didn't see my teacher there. So uh, Damn. I live, I swear, I lived a whole lifetime in the in on that beach like i i i imagined a world it was it was actually crazy it was it was sick i imagined a world where i was never born and what life would have been like if i was just never born dude you weren't supposed to live enter the <laughs> void i was in yoga class i was playing around like, man there at the moment of your own conception but it's like in the future i was holy shit, i was dude. playing in the position what do you want wow um and then this i was crazy i had no idea yoga got so deep dude and then me neither and then i i had a whole other lifetime where it was only me like i am legend style like what if only i was born i was the only human <laughs> dude that was crazy too wow yeah they're both pretty bleak that's not gonna lie. quite something <laughs> i think i like a medium amount of me in life <laughs> right <laughs> i've realized <laughs> where i'm a little bit in life right you know what i mean but not too much where it's just me <laughs> and not and not too little where it's yeah. no me at all you know what i'm talking about holy shit dude <laughs> so maybe appreciate wow. this mids life that i'm leading wow yeah so sounds was... like this yoga did a lot for you it was awesome it was honestly awesome i'm going back uh this wednesday so what if it's like chasing the dragon and you never get that same yoga high again? Dude, I, I am actually terrified of that. I hope I do. But it, it sounds like, I don't know, you got to a very introspective place the first time. It I sounds do. like that's kind of the goal. So I'm sure if you can do it the first time, you can achieve that again. Yeah, I'm sure I can achieve uh, Nirvana again. Holy shit, man. It was great. Well, I can't say I've quite achieved Nirvana, but big news. I did hand in my resignation today Ooh. at work. So cue the yeah. Fortnite clapping <laughs> yeah. sound. I'm doing a Fortnite dance right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Something I've been thinking of doing for a while. Um, so as of June, I will be free, unencumbered, uh, wandering the earth like a samurai without a master. Yo. Uh, I'm going to do a lot more writing i'm going to enroll writing or writing maybe i should get a motorcycle Ooh. no oh. i don't think i should um <laughs> i think i would die if i did that uh yeah i'm going up to see my parents in Naramata for a few weeks i want to finish the first draft of my book mm. 
Um, by that point, I'll have done my application for the SFU Writers Studio, which would begin in the fall. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I've been working on my uh, submissions for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to travel. I'm going to see Japan, nice. uh, Hawaii, Japan, maybe a bit of Southeast Asia, Ooh. maybe some Berlin. Um, yeah, I, I have big plans. Yeah, big things coming. Yeah. Um, I really want to embody the meme. Have you seen the one that's like, your unemployed friend at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> no. And I do have an unemployed friend who is in a van in Montana at the moment. And he'll send me literally like Tuesday at 2 p.m. He'll send the group chat like the most spectacular vistas where it's like, oh, you're the only human for like 100 miles. <laughs> it's he's, so dope. He's living my yoga fantasy of yeah. like being the <laughs> yeah. only person alive. See, if only he had taken the yoga class and he could have lived out a van lifetime in yes. his head. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited to travel, which I really haven't done aside from our recent LA pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been to a lot of meccas recently. <laughs> Here's the, that's what I was gonna say. Is what's you need to find your mecca? Yeah, I want. What's your personal mecca? I want to be on bullet trains so fucking bad. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very excited to plan out my travels a little bit more, but also just you know see where the road takes me cruise yeah yeah cruising <laughs> cruising as some have called it <laughs> you're gonna go cruising i'm just I a like guy it. by himself cruising what if your resignation letter just said <laughs> uh planning to go cruising for the, for the next little <laughs> while to cruise full time yeah you're like ah yeah man it's and also from talking to a lot of friends in the past few weeks, everybody has the fancy of quitting their job. Yeah. Everybody's jealous of me. <laughs> Smash cut to six months from now. And I'm like, I need structure. <laughs> um, no, man, I, it feels so good to finally act on a decision that you've been thinking about for a long time and kind of building up in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. There's nothing better than that sweet release. And it is like, it's such a rapid transition from like all the shit that you stress about and like kind of the stuff running around your brain as you're trying to fall asleep, stuff that seems so important and consequential. As soon as you leave the job, it's like you just wipe your hands and you're off. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like I never have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> like no. tears and rain. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's such a lightness to yeah. like it being in that transit. The, un the unbearable lightness of no job. <laughs> it sounds like that new Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Staggering genius or wait, no, we're conflating two things, I think. I think it's called the unbearable weight of massive talent, right? Yes. So this is the very bearable weight of having quit your job. <laughs> the all too bearable weight. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just going to be a writer slash drifter slash podcaster. Nice. Is that your new Instagram bio? Writer, Holy comma, shit, I drifter, think it should be. comma, podcaster. Yeah. Christ follower, Christ follower, father, coach, and then like a Bible verse. <laughs> Is no. there a, do you think there's a Christ? Do you think there's a Christ on Instagram that you can follow? Oh, like, I'm sure there would be a username that's just Christ. Yeah. But you're saying, is there a user that makes themselves appear as if they are Jesus? Yeah. You know how there's certain oh. certain users that are like, like I, I was on, um, I saw this writer had followed like Jean Reese on right. Twitter and Jean Reese just posts like random shit. Huh. Um, do you think they do that for Christ? Someone's doing that for Christ? 
think someone's manning the Christ oh, account. I, I bet someone is. Yeah. Do you think anyone is Satan? Mm. What happens if I just look up Satan on Instagram? And do they? <laughs> I'm about to summon a demon right now. Should I do it from the pod account <laughs> or my personal? I'll do it for my personal. Personal. And do you think Satan's in Christ's DMs all the time? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, so there's an account S8N, oh. which looks like, hmm, what would you say this is? It looks like Instagram reels where somebody does stuff in character as Satan, yeah. perhaps. He's got like a Satan mask. <clears throat> it's like a red background. Hmm. It's a little bit like daredevil i think it's a daredevil mask. he looks a bit like daredevil um i don't know if there is anyone actually called satan church of satan official okay <laughs> all right it's really good for an audio medium where we just look at images and kind of laugh it's that's seems on brand hmm. for the church of satan um well, did you see the ai renderings of hell when somebody told <laughs> no. like in a uh, not chat GPT, but whatever one generates images like yeah. show me hell. Whoa. It was pretty interesting. Really? What was yeah. it like? Describe hell to me. Pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of like kind of repeating almost fractal patterns of like bodies and flames. Oh, and... shit. I mean, kind of what you would expect, but it's just interesting to see it envisioned by a machine drawing on human art as a reference point right because right. there have been so many human depictions of what hell would be like so it's conflating all of those visions. yeah which i think is how like that's really how ai works right like it yeah. scours all the existing images or text of something and then compiles and spits out something that's kind of a a simulation right 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 whoa so you can be Satan. So it seems like Satan is. Or is it is one of those open. names you're like not allowed to have? Right, right, right. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. We should start the Satan podcast. <laughs> the original <laughs> Satan podcast. What if, yeah. What if one of us is Christ, one of us is Satan, and we're just talking. That's the pod. Oh. That'd be a strong pod. We gotta stop giving away our good ideas I know, on man. here. I know. Imagine me in a drawer hotel in Tokyo with AirPods in recording this with you. Being Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, Satan here. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Satan. I'm Christ. What's I up? <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's probably frowned upon to record a whole podcast in those drawer hotels. But mm, mm. we'll see. I know in Japan, you can't mm. go to the uh, bathhouses if you have tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are associated with the criminal element. Right. So there's a similar so stigma in... to potting yeah. in, in drawer hotels. You certainly can't record a pod. Only gang members do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Podcast up to the sleeves of your suit, but not on your hands. <laughs> so you can cover it up. Um, that's awesome, man. That's, that's I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see. Thank you, man. Thank you where you go yeah where you go from here if i ever come back yeah man <laughs> <laughs> no i will come back um yeah now i just have to uh do the rest of my job i guess uh, yeah for uh four weeks that's the best the best coming in to that job that you've already quit yeah yeah no stakes kind of swaggering in oh yes like uh like a ufc fighter who knows they're about to win are you gonna change your your drip are you going to go 
unhinged unhinged drip yeah rick on rick drip <laughs> wearing this shirt i'm wearing right now which is uh the rapper cass is dead his merch and a little his face icon and the text they love you when you're dead in a circle repeating and the face is like this know. is like his stylized logo so the lore behind this rapper is he used to perform as castro and he was like a grime mc and <laughs> as, really as satan <laughs> pretty much <laughs> well dude it's really interesting so he used to perform as castro in like I don't know, late 2000s, disappeared, scrubbed every instance of his face from the internet. You can still find his old music. Came back wearing, this is one of the iterations of his mask. Now he only mm. appears in music videos. Wow. And he directs all of his own shit. His videos are so cool. But he only appears on stage and in videos with this mask on. Mm. And I think in some videos, he probably has somebody who isn't even him uh, portraying him. And like nobody knows exactly what happened um to him you know there's speculation from some of his lyrics that he might have been in like a very bad motorcycle crash and maybe he's like disfigured uh, -huh. uh some people think he went to rehab for a while some people think he had cancer um i think in one of his songs he makes a reference to like he says something about like smoke fills up my lung like singular Whoa. so yeah, I'm I'm fascinated. And also it's like almost a detox situation where his last album was from 2014. He's been teasing his like next album forever. But the past five years, he's put out like one to two songs a year and then just disappeared again. <laughs> and then we'll play like, you know, British music festivals and stuff. And then just, yeah. That sounds, sounds good. I like a good lore behind a rapper. That's, I, that's I love juicy, the lore. Pretty juicy lore. I think I think eventually we're going to scrub every episode of this podcast and then come back with new lore. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Man. Also, I really like the generous interpretation of like, what does it mean? A smoke fill up my lung. Where, yeah. <laughs> where it's like, is he missing a lung? What's going on? Yeah. Or it's just like, he just used or bad just grammar rhymed. one time in the it song. Just or it just rhymed better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I think the bar is like, I'm becoming too old to die young. Something, something, smoke fill up my lung. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> is smoke filling up your lung right now, Pat? <laughs> yeah, where's the elf bar? There we go. Hit it. Um. Okay, you said you had some Netflix news. <laughs> Do you think there's an elf bar in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where all the elves go and just... <laughs> chill and maybe go home with someone <laughs> i want to i want to go there after japan just tall pale elves damn okay so tell me the news you were teasing that you had uh big news articles oh on. yeah man i got into news yeah because i honestly have read no netflix news recently so i mean there's a writer's strike ongoing yes uh there's a writer's strike uh you know our jobs are in jeopardy <laughs> our jobs in jeopardy well i think we said when we started this podcast if netflix never put out another piece of original content we could still go for years on yeah like, <laughs> for sure. we have all the back catalog we would ever need especially if we start to do more series yes and in fact netflix has even said that they have a back catalog that they can scoop scoop from apparently they've Wait. like already have movies in the chamber that they can like oh so like the unreleased unreleased oh yeah. so they're in the vault yeah they're completed they yeah. just haven't been 
dropped yet. Pushed into the world yet. Yeah. Although apparently a lot of the production has stopped on like Stranger Things is what mm. I read. That's pretty strange. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> the strangest thing of all is the <laughs> strike. <laughs> well, we're not part of any podcasters union. So. No, no. Uh, so another piece of the news, um, streaming bill regulating Netflix, Amazon and co in Canada becomes law. So apparently, uh, excuse me, uh, Netflix Canada is going to be now regulated by bill C 11, which means that is that the handgun bill? Yeah. yeah. No, that's C 21, right? <laughs> no Go more on. handguns in any Netflix films. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, like how Apple took away the pistol emoji and now it's a squirt gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They solved gun violence. They did, When's man. the last time you heard about gun violence? It just doesn't happen anymore. That's the thing. Thank them. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> Nobody talks about uh, it. So what does it regulate? Uh, it's, I think there's going to be a certain amount of Canadian content. That okay. So like a CanCon requirement. So I think we're going to get a lot of shitty Canadian content. <laughs> I was going to say, so it sounds like we're going to get a lesser caliber of Netflix content, which is already not a high bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm can't say i love that yeah um so we've got that uh the other piece of the news <laughs> this article just the the title just made me laugh um i don't know how much we can talk about the the actual in the news but did you hear about the cleopatra series that's coming out soon the netflix or original cleopatra it, i thought it had already dropped so it's upcoming i think it's coming out very very soon right and what was happening there so here's the uh headline from the guardian cleopatra was light-skinned egypt tells netflix in row over drama huh. <laughs> yeah, i like how they say egypt like all of egypt is telling Netflix as a united whole every single person in egypt is furious she about was this. a light-skinned dude so basically the issue is that the casting is not deemed like historically accurate yeah, Cleo, because she's black, I guess, in the Netflix. Right. Series. So there's a bunch of these and articles. All of Egypt is like, actually, that's not how it went down. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, casting a black actor in upcoming docudrama has angered groups in Egypt who say it is a falsification of Egyptian history. Hmm. I mean, fair enough. It sounds like it probably is, but I don't know. Anytime you watch a historical thing, it's like, why do they all talk with a, the same British accent? Oh yes. Have you found with a lot of a lot of historical stuff? It's like if they're talking like they're British, we somehow accept that it's old timey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird, <laughs> a weird thing, right? Um, my mom talks with a British accent because she learned English. Oh, really? Like she learned British English when she was oh, learning wow. English. You can tell she pronounces "color" with a "u" in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She calls people right cunts. It's awesome. <laughs> I love how Australians, wankers. She I love how wanker. Australians call people sick cunts. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> so fun. Like in a complimentary way. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. <laughs> okay, so Not she, like... has, she has all the British slang. Yeah, yeah, wanker. Have, have you, have I shown you the video? Day in the life of a true Brexit geezer. <laughs> no, it's so fucking so. funny. <laughs> And the way the guy recorded it, the sound quality is like our first episode. It sounds so tinny. I got to put it on YouTube on my TV okay. when we take a break in a During moment. The break. It's, I've watched it like dozens of times. It's so fucking funny. Really? 
Where do you stand on Brexit, Pat? Do you stand with Brexit? <laughs> um, look, here's my stance on Brexit, on Quebecit, you know. Yeah. Anytime you have a group of people who are just so vocal and annoying about wanting to be their own entity, wanting to split off, it's like, well, fucking do it and don't complain if it goes badly. <laughs> you know, it's like, God, I like I wish Quebec just would. I'm tired of hearing about it. I wish a motherfucker would. Yeah. <laughs> just don't push me yeah man <laughs> yeah no um i think brexit is let him cook we say let him let him cook <laughs> hold up let him cook um yeah i think it's probably regarded as a mistake especially by like any young british person i've spoke with mm-hmm. seems to not be in favor yeah well i was gonna say former guest of the pod joe mm-hmm. i think he's gone on record well on record is in a casual conversation with me in his kitchen saying that uh he's not a fan breckard yeah he's gone on brexard uh interesting i wonder what his takes are on the cor- the coronation of king charles that's a good question well perhaps we'll have to podcast with him again yes if we, we ever manage to secure the cultist space <laughs> which the coveted have, cultist space we have a better chance of uh going back to spotify labs and recording than we do at the cultist lab <laughs> yeah man <laughs> oh dude the cultist lab oh fuck that's my nirvana <laughs> <laughs> just me only me existing in the world in in the cultist lab <laughs> your ultimate dream is to just do a solo podcast yeah man well maybe you should brexit then if you're so (laughs) intent on it go for it i'll be fine well you're brexiting your job right now i am (laughs) yeah it's yeah it it hasn't been a contentious brexit so far that's good so that's good yeah because that's another thing like when you're the eu isn't up your ass too much (laughs) angela merkel isn't uh (laughs) Because that's another thing. When you're resigning a job that you've been at for a while, and it's like, you know, when you have responsibilities and you can't necessarily delegate things, it's like, you're not, you're not ever quite sure how it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, the last time I Brexited a job and made like a very strange career move that, you know, on paper didn't make a lot of sense. A all, lateral career move. All my coworkers were like, I'm jealous. Yeah. Everybody wants to quit their job and do something totally different. Oh, yeah. I think. No, certainly. <laughs> Which, yeah, over the years, I've met a lot of um, pretty successful people who have said like, yeah, I wish I'd travel more when I was young. I wish I'd kind of just, you know, lived life more. Yeah. Maybe they wish they had podcasted. I Who wish, knows? I wish I took the Christ handle on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Look at, you know the song, The Story of OJ uh-huh. by Jay-Z? Oh, yeah. What he's talking about, like, I could have bought a building in Dumbo yeah. back before it was Dumbo. <laughs> Guess how I'm feeling now? Dumbo. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking punchline. <laughs> it's the dumboest line it, I think ever. about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, sometimes you look back and you're like, I should have followed my gut instinct. Yeah. Bought a building in Dumbo. Yeah, man. Down under Manhattan Bridge overpass. I believe is the acronym. Oh, New York is crazy with the neighborhood acronyms. Yeah, I, w- I was watching this show, uh, Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, where this guy on uh, camera created a neighborhood. <laughs> that kind of sounds sick. like something Ryan Serhan. Ryan Serhan did that. Yeah, I follow him on IG, as do a lot of people in the real estate industry. 
He has kind of like an American psycho energy. Oh, he I've always thought huge. What was that guy from Love is Blind? Zach. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. Zach energy. I'm sure. like, I could definitely see Ryan chainsawing a hooker. Oh, you know yes, what I mean? Dude. There's oh, something yes. about him that's like too intense and charismatic. Yes. Where it's like, there's something beneath the surface. Here. And he's very jacked and takes very good care of himself. Yeah, you can tell he's obviously quite a quite a vain bro. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Should we cut to break and then we'll come back and talk about the not very good movie, Murder Mystery 2? I think we should. <laughs> Two guys who have never watched Murder Mystery 1. <laughs> it's okay. We had a recap at the beginning. Well, yeah, I'm glad they had that little montage. It's like, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We York. will be back. Don't touch that dial. We are back. Day in the life. <laughs> I showed the George the Brexit geezer video while we were on break. <laughs> Day in the life of a of a true Brexit geezer. Pitch looking lovely today. <laughs> Actually, my favorite part is when he says, rev up the Bugatti. We. <laughs> and he makes the weirdest noise and they try to spell it phonetically. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. It's a good one, folks. Do you think people, I bet most people listening know what video I'm referring to. I think, yeah. They're smoking elf bars. They know what video I'm talking about. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Everything I've said on this podcast has made sense and been a common cultural touchstone. <laughs> <laughs> they know about elf bars. They know about Brexit geezer. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know Cleopatra was light-skinned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that came as a shock to the nation um so murder mystery 2 what did you think you know what it was a movie that dude that movie was a movie <laughs> it was <laughs> one of the movies of all time <laughs> uh yeah i don't so i'm gonna go on record i genuinely do not care for jennifer aniston recently i've had a bit of a re-examination of that because i've been watching the morning show where she is excellent okay alongside reese witherspoon steve Carell, yeah um some other names i really don't see the appeal of jennifer aniston yeah i've never found her as charming or as beautiful as everyone seems to uh give me courtney cox any day like young courtney cox before she got all the surgery i think you're right i was always (laughs) a courtney cox right stan yeah and it's crazy to me that people are like no it's all about jennifer aniston yeah yeah anyway you know i think this is a pretty phoned in movie for everybody involved yes and i think everybody involved knew it too there's literally a line in this movie um (laughs) where adam sandler um i forget what's happening in the scene but um at one point his character (laughs) literally goes don't you like someone knocks on the door of their hotel room and it's like, don't you kind of want it to be the killer so they can kill us? I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that was just an Adam Sandler Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> how he felt filming this movie. <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler is definitely a frustrating one because he can occasionally be very good. Oh, yeah. And but... he was like not bad in this movie. No, he he was fine. Yeah. He was adequate. But yeah, he also has been in a lot of forgettable movies at this point that uh, probably will leave no no impression on the viewer. Right, this is no uncut gems. No, but it was better than Hubie Halloween, which is honestly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, we it's, gotta cover that in Halloween. It's brutally bad. Yeah, yeah we should. Um, 
yeah but watching this obviously i'm like oh, uncut gems he was so good yeah man it's like does it make you think of when you have a a smart student who just doesn't apply themselves oh for sure man for <laughs> and sure. there's all that squandered potential oh yeah and it's like Could have been somebody. no stop making multi-million dollar movies in tropical locations with your friends you can do so much more <laughs> although I, I don't think any of his friends were involved in this so i think that's why sandler was a little, right. a little down in the dumps this right movie. I think Sandler's in the next um, Safdie Brothers thing. Is he? After Uncut Gems. Yo. And I think it's about the world of like rare baseball card collecting or something. It sounds amazing. It's incredibly niche. I'm like, this is going to be a banger. It's going to roll. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. This was more of a murder misery. (laughs) If you ask me. That's my review. I have a three-star review watched by M. Lumsden. I ended up V invested in this, but like I know people died, but the actual mystery wasn't a murder. So the title somewhat doesn't apply technically. Yes, that is true. That's this also is, a sentence where each additional word's like, where are we going with that? <laughs> I feel like could have been streamlined a bit, but <laughs> yes. that is also something that was kind of my gripes. Like this is more about a kidnap. Like there is a murder, but it's more about a kidnapping. For sure. It's more a ransom mystery. A ransom mystery. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I guess with the title of murder mystery for the first movie, that is hard (laughs) to do a sequel where you imagine a kidnapping instead of a mystery. But maybe they could have done like a Knives Out where the titling convention is like Mm. something, a murder mystery. Right, right. Which people have. A murder mystery mystery. (laughs) This is I talked about ass onion in our glass onion yeah. episode in reference to the the young Paget <laughs> right, right. in that film. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people on Letterbox have noticed some of these striking similarities between those two films, uh, where it's like they both take place in tropical locations. They're both sequels. Right. Um, there's a mystery involved and a whole cast of characters. It's sort of a typical yeah you know, um, and. I think this is the real ass onion. This this movie should have just been called Ass Onion. <laughs> yeah, because it's ass. Is ass, yeah. It's, uh, wait, what was the Joe Budden quote where he was saying something was like a two-pack of ass? <laughs> it was like Drake put out two songs at once yes. that apparently weren't very good. And Joe yes, Budden went off on a tirade being like, it's a two-pack of ass. <laughs> yeah, these two movies are... Uh, I would say Glass Onion is much better than this. Oh, Not course. that I was in love with that movie yeah. by any means, but um, yeah. Do you have some more reviews? I've got some reviews. I have one five stars from Paige. Any Adam Sandler movie is five stars besides Uncut Gems. Whoa, okay, this person is just being a contrarian. They're being such a fucking contrarian. Yeah. A contrarian, yeah. As they my be, mom would say, they should be banned. <laughs> my British mom, would they say. should be banned from the platform, <laughs> yeah, or at least suspended for a few days. Their license, yeah, should yeah. be. They're gun and their posting license away. for sure, for sure. Um, here's one. They played two stars. They played that song from Minions Three, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I haven't seen, but okay, <laughs> okay. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, D'Souza. Um, also, crimes against the French aren't actually crimes. That's just community service. Ooh. A lot of French hate. Yeah, man. I feel like the French are a group of people that is pretty acceptable to slander. 
because they're so cool. Right, right. They're so we, cool and put together. It's like sometimes, you know, when you have a friend and they can handle it, so you get yes. to bully them. Exactly. But like you wouldn't treat all of your friends that way. Exactly. You're like, this person is resilient. Yeah. This person is wearing a beret and a turtleneck and smoking a long cigarette. They can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think if Cleopatra had been French. Right. France wouldn't have reached out to Netflix and gone like, I think she's light skinned. You know <laughs> no, I mean? no. I think they would have just. France would be like, we can't email about work outside of work hours. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. Get fucking guillotines. <laughs> Which I think is a recycled joke I made like five episodes ago. Oh, yeah. But for the new listeners, you know. <laughs> they don't know. You only really have to have five episodes worth of jokes, and then you can just cycle through them. Well, Joe Rogan just says the same 12 things all the time. Yeah. He, he so buys he a lot of that. time by saying, pull that up, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Straight by time, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the French, they're confident enough in themselves that they don't care. You know what yeah. I mean? They could take a black Cleopatra blow. Yeah. <laughs> Egypt can't. Yeah. You know what I'm about? <laughs> Egypt is walking around on eggshells. Yes. Yeah. Thin-skinned. So, uh, here's another review. Pretty three stars. Pretty Ratatouille-ish. I mean, okay. In what way was this like Ratatouille, Pat? Do you think? <laughs> hmm. They lost me a bit with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Any other ones you got? uh watched by emily and then she has like a plant emoji in her name i watched this movie sometime in the last couple weeks but completely forgot to log it because i completely forgot i watched this which says everything you need to know about this movie exclamation point mm. and it appears she didn't give it any stars she just logged it okay this movie's huh. a bit of a log isn't it what else has she watched recently um i had a similar one uh, that said uh, so three stars had to bump the first murder mystery to a 3.5 because this is probably a three and the first one is better <laughs> i like that they're like going back <laughs> this movie is making them rethink all of their previous ratings whoa okay uh murder mystery emily watched it on april 22nd i enjoyed this little trash movie i had a good-ish time that's all i can really ask for in these trying times and then six days later, watch Murder Mystery 2. Okay, so the sequence, it seems like she watched two before one. Ah, uh, okay. Huh. Wait, she just gave... Okay, her popular reviews. Last Night in Soho, one and a half stars. Huh. I think that's much better than a one and a half star movie. But hmm. anyway, she uh, she's kind of cute from the little thumbnail. <laughs> okay, I knew there was something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's the letterboxed <laughs> Riz? Okay, Let she lives cook. in Ohio. What's her Twitter like? George, you take over the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> Let me steer the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let me steer the sea bus. <laughs> I've already said all I have to say about murder mystery, too. I was like, why is this guy doing such a deep dive into this girl? She doesn't sound that interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, that's no, that's, no, I understand. That's what's that. happening. See, you don't think she's that interesting, but I, I actually have this real connection with her. <laughs> here's an here's a review that i'm like perplexed by three stars this genre are like comedy mystery are pretty good although the plot twists are getting repetitive like it's not as easy as it seems this other person was in it 
<laughs> is this written by AI? This is written by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I imagine Tommy Wiseau saying this. So are they the coming... genre or like comedy or mystery are pretty good. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. So <laughs> I didn't hear her. Um, so this person, I guess, is saying maybe once you become familiar with the genre, it's tough to be surprised as a viewer. I think that was so the... they seem to maybe want. I mean, I'm fucking bamboozled by that review, but they seem to want to be bamboozled. Yes. Every time they want to have the wool pulled. So over their... maybe you relate to this person because you said you solve the mystery. Yes. So Which I... honestly, I don't like mystery movies. We got to stop doing them for the pod. I did not see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. I mean, y'all know me. I'm a bit of a Benoit Blanc, and uh, <laughs> yeah, just another, just another one for my files. You know what I mean? Just uh, another one. Another one out of the another park. case in the book. Another case solved. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was. I apparently I'm on the same same wavelength as the writer of Murder Mystery Two, <laughs> where well, that, that makes me think you should write a mystery story. Yeah, well, I guess you've kind of told me an idea. We won't reveal it on air. No, no, no. But it sounds like it's kind of a mystery. Oh yes, yes. A bit of a thriller, a bit of a whodunit. Yeah. When yeah. I when I Brexit for my job, yes, this will be the book that I write. Yeah, sure. totally. Dude, everybody wants to Brexit their job and write a fucking unhinged manuscript. <laughs> also, dude, um, did you know that the director, like, what was the the director of this movie? Jason you... Gerlich or something? Yeah, so he's made, like, good stuff before. <laughs> okay, I've, I don't think I've heard of him, but what has he made before? Uh, so, Oh, no, sorry, the, the writer... Um, wrote the 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 new Scream requel okay. and also Zodiac. He wrote the movie Zodiac, and then he wrote Whoa. this. <laughs> so that's kind of where he's wow. at. Hard to pin down. Yeah, maybe he had like, maybe he wasn't the main writer of Zodiac. You know, maybe he had us. He, sometimes you have just enough involvement to like get a story by credit or something. Yeah, you know. That's my aspiration to weasel my way into credits one day <laughs> <laughs> on a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. James Gerlich, professor Gerlich, <laughs> the spawn of he's, he's married to your wife. Yeah. man. <laughs> professor Garlick. Uh, yeah. This guy has done, he's done. Oh no. He's done like similar. He's like written for the hangover and the breakup. The Breakup is a really good movie. I like Jennifer Aniston in that. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, Aniston. You've seen it, right? Well, she shows her ass. Right. Actually, we've had this exact conversation on pod before. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've really we've really run out of things to say. Well, there's uh, Jennifer Aniston upskirt in this movie where she's hanging off the Eiffel oh, Tower. Oh, right. Some Mr. Skin fodder here. Right. You submitted that to Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah. You brought it to the attention of the, the community. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so do you think we should give the basic details of the plot yeah let's kind do of it. Set it up so enter our two main leads adam sandler yes. and the sandman himself and uh jennifer aniston so Rachel. nick and aubrey spit yeah not shits despite what their bizarre pilot not swallows yeah <laughs> 
uh, spit spelt like the brand of uh, sunflower seeds, you know? Yes. That like kids who are playing baseball but are not old enough to chew tobacco will yeah. get into spits. Dude, I all my Russian Russians. Let me tell you something about Russians. Russians love sunflower seeds for some reason. I had no idea. Dude, they love they huh. love the lifestyle. And they we used to me and my homies, my Russian homies, Max used to go, <laughs> used to go to Seven Eleven when we were young kids, and uh, we'd buy like Slurpees and shit. And yeah. every once in a while, he'd get like some sunflower seeds. And I like never really chewed sunflower seeds. So whenever I had these sunflower seeds, I would just eat the entire seed with, with everything. <laughs> uh, so I just ate the shell and shit. Yeah. You like pretended to be spitting along with everyone. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating these things whole. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. There was also like when you were growing up, was there a big like spitting culture at your school like i remember like we had because our school was full of serbians and right Ser- Ser- these guys love to spit they love to just so you're spit. talking about just spitting on the ground yeah. not like chewing tobacco no no spitting just spitting i don't think so dude they used to spit all the time i and mean then i thought it was cool to spit so i would just spit too oh wow yeah uh i guess kids were into gum for a while there yeah, i'm yeah, very yeah. into gum these days are you um i don't think there's ever a big sunflower seed phase at school yeah um yeah i don't know i don't think teachers let that happen (laughs) at my school (laughs) whereas with yours there's maybe like it's harm reduction as long as they're not actively throwing molotov cocktails (laughs) sure they can spit as long as they're not bottle flipping molotovs yeah (laughs) good i Um, bet kids are too busy vaping these days to spit oh yeah you know Right. right kids don't spit anymore but make sure to spit out your vapes if you ever. Yeah, don't swallow a vape. Yeah, do not swallow. When it. people are laying in the Jesus Christ pose, vaping upside down, yeah. don't swallow it. Yeah, when they're Christ airing on the between two beds at Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? This is a dumb thought I had watching a very dumb movie on Tubi. Yeah. Um, an erotic thriller that made zero sense. I had this thought because there's a scene where this character is our main male lead is sitting in the dark, drinking a beer, wearing a denim vest, watching old home videos of his wife when they were married and they were like happy raising their kid. And I thought to myself, it's a shame men don't really do that anymore. Drink in the dark, watching home videos of a better time. Nobody takes these home videos anymore. Speak for yourself, man. I... <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll flip through some old Facebook photos. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, there's also a really good scene in the TV show Rescue Me, where Dennis Leary's character is getting drunk as shit, watching home videos of his wife and kid, leaning forward, intently smoking a cigarette in his like grimy New York apartment. <laughs> there, there is something about home videos. The, when the you reach texture a, of it. Yeah, and when you reach a certain age, it's just automatic cry, I feel like. You yeah. know what I mean? It's such cry fodder. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching some home videos over christmas with my family mm. and it's like oh dude so who who took these uh like my parents i think when okay. we were growing up yeah okay yeah just me being emo <laughs> all the videos just me being so emo you're wearing the the uh fingerless gloves <laughs> like the arm warmer thing i'm wearing like the donnie darko skeleton <laughs> outfit he wore a skeleton oh right right. Movie, yeah. right yeah yeah i think so for halloween i believe yeah didn't he Ever dress up as Frank the Rabbit? Oh man, I no, I missed that. That'd be a good costume. Missed that train. I guess I could still hop on. 
Frank. I think it's pretty timeless because oh. everyone knows the movie. Dude, rip into Frank the Rabbit for oh, that'd be hot. That's the only thing. Well, yeah, it's like I feel like with costumes, I've had ideas where wearing a mask all night is not fun for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to talk. You get sweaty. It's hard to be Cassis through it. Cassis yeah. has it hard. <laughs> yeah, Cass is dead. It. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about performing a full rap show. Is that what happened to his, his lung? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just lost one lung. Breathing through his mask. Yeah. Smoking through a mask. <laughs> Dude, the Cass is Dead subreddit is obsessed. Every few weeks, somebody, some idiot will post, I think I found a picture of him. And it'll be some like grainy 144p of like a background person in one of his videos. And then everybody will comment, no, you idiot. That's not him. It's all like Bigfoot footage. <laughs> truly but like people are obsessed with trying to hunt him down yeah um but i really like that he sticks to his guns and he's like no i'm anonymous nice and like i was saying he's gone through different iterations of masks so he had one i don't know if he still wears it but it's like body worlds like no skin like all the ligaments and like muscle and stuff oh looks super creepy oh that's nice yeah yeah um what the fuck were we talking about before? That? I don't know. This is a dumb movie. <laughs> I blacked out there too. I'm like, I'm so tired. Um, yeah. So setting up the plot. So Nick and Audrey Spitz. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, they are detectives. Yes, and uh, they solve their they're cruising for crimes. They need like a new project. Yes, they need a a spiritual war to fight in. And I guess their marriage is in trouble. Like we're meant to believe they're married. There's there's so, some tension in the marriage. Yeah, I, I, was, so, I couldn't tell from the opening montage and then the start of the movie. It's like, wait, are we supposed to believe these people might actually break up? But then at other times they seem very supportive. Yeah, that was. I couldn't quite get a read on that. No, um, like there was a guy that would, would flirt with Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Who claims he has like a kill count of like 10,000. <laughs> Yes. Andrew Tate walks into the party. <laughs> Dude. Um, and and I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity, too, because, yeah, if they were because Jennifer Aniston immediately is like, no, 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 thank you. I have a husband where they should have played that up a little bit. Right. If this was a good movie, they would have actually created some tension. She's like, oh, speaking of staggeringly high numbers, this is my husband of 16 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Adam Sandler is very kind of like frumpy but well-meaning i guess mm -hmm. in this movie he's like yeah. kind of charming but he's like i don't know just like an out of shape middle-aged guy who can't stop eating cheese yeah 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 um but i guess he is a bit of a mystery savant it turns out right yeah and there are parts in the movie where characters kind of much like glass onion he appears dumb but then he's actually more savvy uh than we're led to believe you know what pissed me off throughout this movie and i i'm sure this was a uh, all ad libs between the actors uh between janiston and uh sandler um they called each other baby so much mm. all the time every line was like baby baby honey honey it's, like where i was like there's no way this is writing i feel like so much of this movie was ad-libbed <laughs> okay by sandler i feel like sandler fucks with with just riffing yeah heavy um i think he riffs a lot of the like the comedic punchlines right i i'm guessing so also i didn't really find this movie funny uh, no not really there was actually a, i was surprised i think i was expecting it to be actively 
not funny at all. Mm. So I was surprised there was a few good lines, I thought, clever lines. Right. Um, that were kind of kind of funny, kind of silly. I do like it when they're asking the pilot of the helicopter, like, where are you from? And he doesn't give a clear answer. And then he's like, I'm a European. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's weird. But that kind of made me laugh. It felt like almost like I've heard David Lynch in some of his movies when people like flub their lines in a weird way or create these awkward moments he'll sometimes keep it in uh, like i think he's done a few of that yeah that type of thing during <laughs> twin peaks what if i <laughs> almost thought it was like a misreading of a line or like a fuck up that they kept in but of course later spoiler at the very end of the movie the pilot robs them of yeah. the money yeah and jumps out of the helicopter i think this whole movie was like lynchian fuck ups yeah <laughs> yeah a, a series of lynchian b-roll <laughs> that's yeah. been stitched together for sure. um so uh they get invited to a wedding yes. um their friend did you get this guy's name uh i believe they call him vic for most of it vic mensa they got a vic, vic mensa <laughs> um remember there was a period where like vic mensa like I don't know. He was like big for like a second. Yeah. He was like in a bunch of Kanye songs. Do you know like... the Vic Mensa song "Rolling Like a Stoner"? Uh, I think I've probably heard. I it, probably yeah. sent it to you at some point. Yeah, that yeah. song's a banger. Yeah, Vic Mensa's pretty good. In the chorus, when he's like, "I am a disaster. I don't need no recipe." He's <laughs> <laughs> just talking about how he loves getting fucked up. Nice. It's a good song. Nice. Anyway, go on. Yeah, um, you never hear about Vic Mensa anymore. No, man but <laughs> guys don't sit in the dark watching home movies and they don't listen to Vic Mensa. <laughs> what's going on here? That's what we call men of the left. What's wrong with this generation? Yeah. Yeah. These zoomers. Um, yeah. So they get invited to Vic's wedding. Uh, it's an Indian wedding and it's, and it's a destination wedding. Like it's on a tropical Island, similar to glass onion. Yes. And I thought the whole movie was going to take place on the island. I know. Paris. I was excited. I was like, nope, now we're in Paris. Yeah, we're in Paris. Um, I thought it would have been <laughs> it's funny. It's a song about friendship with a Parisian backdrop. Because <laughs> Jonah Hill would describe song. <laughs> Fellas in Paris. <laughs> right, right, right. Gentlemen in Paris. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> to uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, I thought, I, I thought it would have been funny if they just used the same, like, uh, the, the same like sets as they did for Glass Onion. Like, what if they just re <laughs> reused the Glass Onion set <laughs> and just made this movie? Or just like you know, when a set is reused, but they try to dress it up just enough to like slip it by you. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, so this is an Indian wedding. Yep. Have you been to an Indian wedding before? I haven't. I've actually been to very few weddings. Um. No, the most recent wedding I went to was a very white wedding. Okay. Uh, in the Kootenays. Okay. And uh, yeah, my friends Cody and Meg, shouts out to them. Not sure if they're loyalists. They do interact with the pod content on Instagram. Okay. But I remember Cody telling me after the wedding how things came in below budget and how he was satisfied with that. However, the number of drinks that were consumed at the bar relative to the fairly small amount of people at the <laughs> wedding not all of whom even drank didn't add up <laughs> it was a staggering <laughs> staggering uh serial killer numbers wow yeah wow. uh the body count the body count was astronomical damn and then i tried to calculate like wait how much of that body count did i <laughs> yeah and man I'm like, okay this is 
this isn't going in a good direction. I don't know how to put an exact number on it. You were the Ivan the Terrible of that that bar. Yeah, <laughs> that I open was. Bar. Um, I was the Richard Kuklinski. Yeah, <laughs> you know him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Although apparently a lot of his stories may or may not have been cap. Oh, okay. Because he was only really ever connected to like one or two killings definitively, but he claims he killed dozens of people or even hundreds. So you're saying the Iceman. So you're saying he wasn't dead ass. No. Uh. I watched this documentary where it was like the Iceman tapes. Uh-huh. And he's in this like colorful Kuji sweater. And he's maybe maybe a bit of a tough hang kind of has an intj stare and he's talking about one of his alleged murders where i guess someone was begging for his life and he's like okay i'm gonna go away for a half hour you can pray to god if god comes down and changes things you know that's fair he's like god didn't come down i was very brutal (laughs) that's fair and i'm like paraphrasing but i'm like god damn this guy's a psycho yeah no that's that is fair yeah yeah <laughs> he gave him a fair shot yeah there, it sounds like <laughs> my resignation letter if god comes down and changes things i'll accept that <laughs> but god didn't show up <laughs> um, uh should we cut to a break and then yeah yeah let's cut to a break then i'll tell you about the indian weddings that i've been to okay dope <laughs> all right I think my parents went to one when they were in there. I think my parents are Indian. (laughs) (laughs) What if the plot twist of this podcast is that I've been Indian this whole time? (laughs) Call me the black Cleopatra. (laughs) (laughs) Bars. That's like uh, JPEG Mafia in the, in the scaring the hose album. He goes, I'm the black AOC. (laughs) (laughs) Just funny. Uh, Yeah. All right. Rolling, Fiji water flowing. <laughs> we are drinking vaporwave water. The only way to stay hydrated. We're listening to riffraff. <laughs> drinking yeah. vaporwave water. I showed George some riffraff music videos in the intermission. I showed him Time, uh, which is like a sad country song. And then Midnight Sprite with Cat Marnell during the peak of their drug days. Midnight Sprite. Damn, that's a good title. <laughs> teeth shining like a flashlight Damn. i don't think they like me <laughs> yeah man should have hung out with riffraff in la how sweaty they were in that music video is like how i'm gonna be when we finish this pod <laughs> <laughs> um all right man murder mystery i feel like we never got through explaining the plot so it's an indian wedding you were mentioning something about an indian wedding yeah uh i just want to quickly say so their friend Vic ends up being kidnapped and later ransomed. And there's also another person at the wedding who is killed. Uh, yes, maybe. Maybe. Yes. But um, it's more of a kidnapping story than a murder mystery. Definitely. Because their friend is not killed. Exactly. Yeah. Some rando is killed. We don't even know who it is. Yeah. Uh, who comes in on an elephant and then slumps off it and realizes the guy's been knife. Yeah. That's the only murder that in sight but yeah the the main thing is the kidnapping well i was gonna say our leads end up catching a few bodies by the end yeah man yes <laughs> i was surprised in kind of a goofy movie it's like no they fully stand their ground law against various henchmen <laughs> and they joke about their body count at number one yeah where like apparently they went on just a 
a spree just a spree yeah grand theft auto type spree, <laughs> it sounds like um but uh yeah the the indian wedding is uh it's pretty it's pretty sick dude indian weddings are are wild <laughs> they they are exactly like this movie shows right so it's like a multi-day affair yeah the clothing is very elaborate yeah the, sar- um, the saris mm-hmm. anything about white girls and saris that's a charged question, George. Um, <laughs> I guess if it's in the context of like an Indian wedding that you were invited to, yeah, I, I'm eighty percent sure it's fine. Yeah. Okay, let's put it this way: it's more fine than wearing a uh, Aboriginal headdress at a music festival, right? Right, right, right. Because I think in this context, it's seen as like respectful, and you're like invited to participate. Yeah. Rather than like. I'm sweating, <laughs> sweating like Cat Marnell in that music video, man. <laughs> wrong answer, Pat. <laughs> Bzz, you're wrong. Pogs and Saris are totally cool. Okay, yeah, you're a fan. Oh yeah, okay. big fan. <laughs> I've heard from the Indian community this is cool. The Indian community loves it when they put on the sari for the wedding. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they love it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, dude. Jennifer Aniston in the sari, kind of cute. I thought. Yeah, I know you're not a fan. I mean, yeah. Okay. Thank you. The liberal media will have me believe that this is the most beautiful woman to ever live. We all know Cleopatra was more beautiful. Yes. Jennifer Addison was light-skinned, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Should we talk any more about the plot? They end up gallivanting around Paris. Um, yeah, so... They go to Paris at one point. So okay, let's let's name the the suspects, right? Because this is a yes. This was this will have us believe that this is a cozy mystery. Although there's nothing well, cozy about it, because they fucking they fuck off immediately. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like nobody's leaving the island until we crack this. Then like next scene, they're off the island. Yeah, they're off the island. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our suspects, uh, we have the sister of Vic, who. Uh, uh, is quote unquote not a people person. Yeah. Uh, when people say that, I'm I'm very confused that that's like a thing. You know, when people self identify as like I'm not a people person. Well, then what kind of a what are you then? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you an alien who just landed on Earth? Are you in my Nirvana yoga dream where you're the only person on Earth because you're not? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I don't understand that. Anyway, um, so uh, she self-identifies as not a people person. She's kind of miserable at this wedding. We, yeah. Um, we, uh, she's an INTJ. <laughs> uh, the other suspects include Vic's ex, who used to be arranged marriage to Vic, but then he yes. left her for, well, so the current uh, wife, fiance, I guess. is. I guess is also... A suspect at one point. Also a suspect. So she's Melanie Laurent. Yeah. Who uh, the letterboxed brain trust was definitely standing for. Okay. Did, did you notice that? In the no, I didn't. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, what, what Melanie Laurent she, simping going what on. What else has she box. been in? Um, I forget. She's been in a few things. Uh, she was in, um, oh man, uh, trying to remember. But yeah, she's been in a few things. She's French. She's in a few French things. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, any other suspects? Uh, the guy who says he has 10,000 kills. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's like the a retired soccer player. Right, right. Well, he's not an artist. It's not an art. No, he's definitely not an artist. We know that much. Yeah. 
<laughs> fucking 10,000 women is an art playing soccer. He does. No. He does the manual labor that is soccer. Yeah. <laughs> soccer is the, the equivalent of labor. The equivalent of construction Like your work. trench diggers, your bricklayers. Your soccer players. Yeah, yeah. The list goes on. Your grunts, your cannon fodder. <laughs> your red shirts. <laughs> so uh, those are our suspects. At one point, there is this scene where people just keep coming into Adam Sandler's room and then being hidden in the closet and then hiding the closet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the Brown fuck boy. Yeah. Soccer player. He's the first one in is the, yeah, he comes into the room and he starts talking to Sandler. Like I didn't do it. Here's why. Here's who I think did it. And then what somebody else knocks on the door and he proceeds to, hide yeah, in the it's closet. the would be wife. I believe who yeah. knocks on the door next. Yeah. Kind of a dumb gag. Can't say I really got too much out of it. No. I just thought of Brown Velvet when when he was when the, right, when the guy right. was in the closet. Yeah, I that, mean that, any that's what I got. Any out of it. scene where somebody's being hidden in a closet, it's like, well, it's no blue velvet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, I was gonna say my my band friend, shouts out to Derek, um, who's in Montana, he went to the birthplace of David Lynch and sent a photo of the hotel that Lynch grew up in, which was used as a Blue Velvet filming location. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's cool. Uh, apparently, he's fucked up like a lot of the apartments that he's lived in because like, he's used them for filming right. shit. He's like, yeah, you don't mind if I film the weirdest sex scene ever here, do you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, you don't mind if I just paint the entire ceiling. I think he did that in one of his apartments. Like that sounds ceiling. like something he would do. Yeah, for he, sure. Look, he strikes me as somebody who would be like a good neighbor to live beside, but also somebody who wouldn't get a damage deposit back. No, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I feel like that is very common with directors just being like, well, out of necessity, you know, I have this apartment or like I know a friend who has a house that's configured like this. So we'll just set the scene there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to film something in your apartment for when we finally do our Netflix original. <laughs> well with this writer's strike they're gonna get desperate well truly so we gotta we gotta you know work on our pitch deck yeah i was gonna say month three of no kimmel people are gonna be hyperventilating into brown paper bags (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they yeah they do this gag it's kind of dumb uh people keep coming into the room but then during throughout this gag we uh we sort of every single person sort of um, lays the blame on another person so we are sort yes. of introduced to the reasons much like why... glass onion where it's like every suspect poses a convincing reason why somebody else would have done it right and this is sort of exposition for us so we are now meant to believe that everybody could anybody could be the killer yeah um you yeah. know what actually did make me laugh a lot mm. in this movie uh which is something maybe i've mentioned this on pod before when uh nick and aubrey are talking about uh, Audrey uh talking about the difficulties of like being together and working together mm. and then she's like well you know it's like Phineas and Billy Eilish and Adam Sandler's like their brother and sister <laughs> I'm convinced they have some sort of twisted relationship yeah, yeah yeah so I'm glad that a fairly mainstream movie also posits that they uh might be a little too close totally totally yeah yeah there is something sus about that very sus for sure for yeah. sure um yeah so they go to paris after that oh mark strong appears on the scene yes 
the strong man. And uh, maybe describe his role a bit. Yeah, he's just like, oh, he is a super detective. He's like a Navy SEAL type, basically. Yeah, and he's immediately like, oh, your reputation precedes you guys. Not in a good way. Yeah. 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 Um, and so basically he comes in and takes over. He takes charge. He's yes. like, move out of the move aside. He's an alpha. Sandler. He's a sigma. Yeah. He's uh highly sigmatic, that's for sure. <laughs> Asymptomatic uh. and sigmatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, he, he has the sigmata. <laughs> the sigmata. The stigmata. What is that? Is that when you get Sigmata's like is the shit on your wounds. palms? Yeah, they're meant to be, I think, like the wounds uh that Christ had being hung on the cross. Oh, being nailed. So it's meant to if you're a very devout follower, I think if you develop these wounds yourself, mm. it's you know. But didn't we learn in Italy that like a lot of people almost like scratch themselves and then convince themselves that it's like there have been various issues with like people having to like grailed moderator authenticate stigmata <laughs> i think there have been a lot of hoaxes right or like oh, mentally yeah. ill people yes yeah i would be surprised if they weren't all hoaxes <laughs> <laughs> that's george's opinion my opinion i want to believe you're open-minded i'm open-minded i yeah. can be persuaded right right right. i'm malleable you're malleable yeah man if satan slides into your dms or if christ slides into yeah. your dms right now you you can go I'm, either way i'm taking meetings with both of them yeah the man. Next job. <laughs> yeah yeah whoever's offering you the better uh the better bonus yeah better christmas bonus yeah i think i said earlier that i don't have anything lined up right that i'm deliberately just vibing for a while yeah yeah um yeah, every time I'm looking for work, I think about the scene in Seinfeld where George is sitting on Jerry's floor being like, I like movies. I watch a lot of sports. And then Jerry is telling him reasons why he couldn't get any of those jobs. Yes, right, right, right. Uh, I think actually Joe has sent me that video before making fun of my uh, job searches in the past in a, in a very playful way. Um, I think I could be a good thrift store employee. Really? Like a vintage store. You can authenticate old Rick. I I could see myself doing that either at just a clothing store or like a clothing and furniture store. Yeah. Because I find I really like knowing the history of something. Mm. I like knowing the lore. <laughs> it was. It is surprising that you've never worked at a clothing store. You'd definitely be a yeah. shoe-in. Um, I, I think I could work at some kind of clothing store. I mean, there are like a million ones in Vancouver. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you would be good at it for sure. Oh, speaking of clothing, we should uh, pick over the bones at Nordstrom at some point. Oh, yeah, because they got to be on steep discount now. Right. They're desperate to get rid of anything that's still there. You would think. Right, right. Netflix is desperate for writers. Yeah, ne Netflix wants us. Yeah, Nordstrom <laughs> wants us. Yeah. Well, I saw some good, uh, some good Reagan bone jeans when I was there recently. Oh. And I've been partial to them ever since I got my really uh, like acid washed ones. Nice. My really light ones. Those are a great pair of pants. Oh, I'd be doing, I'd be done doing a little yeah. after pod shop one time. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Mark Strong comes in, he's got the Sigmata <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, he takes charge and uh, there's a host, there's a negotiation that yes. occurs and the drop is supposed to happen in Paris. So yes. they go to Paris, hijinks ensues folks. I feel like a drop never goes well in a movie no overwhelmingly it goes wrong yeah the yeah 
the uh, classic like briefcase scenario totally yeah. yeah i've always wanted a metal briefcase a handcuff to your wrist yeah what, with pink furry handcuffs what if you just like casually walk like what if that was just like your briefcase that you took to work one well time? that's what i keep thinking about like technically you could you could a handcuff a, metal briefcase a, to the office it's a look yeah well not handcuff but just like the stereotypical like, <laughs> yeah. action movie metal briefcase yeah. i've also thought about um this is something I saw in Grail a while back, and it's such a classic item, like the Louis Vuitton monogram briefcase, like the hard briefcase, yeah, yeah. with like the little um, combination lock. Uh huh. And then the person in the write up for the item was like, "You could even have it monogram, like uh, done with your initials, if you wanted to elevate it further." And I'm like, Ooh, "Hell yeah, monogram." Should I give my three initials on Pod? Do you think I should? I think you should. P, unsurprisingly. Okay g uh-huh e oh, man they're powerful, powerful letters clues, folks powerful letters you got plosives <laughs> you got hard guttural sounds man you got back of the throat action you got lip action you got every a little bit of everything yeah. in those initials man mine's g o n gone baby gone oh yeah dude. <laughs> i didn't actually yes i did know your middle one was o yeah um George original last name redacted. <laughs> uh I am a George original. That, yeah. That is true. It would be kind of crazy if you're working with somebody and they just came in with like a met a rigid metal briefcase. Like they had <laughs> launch codes inside. That'd be so crazy. The only briefcase I have is like a blue cloth one. Oh, kind yeah. of like a an olive colored strap. It's very informal. It's very casual. I mean, I think the percentage of people in our generation that own briefcases has yeah. got to be very low at this point. Men don't have briefcases anymore. No, man. What's happening to our men? Low T, no briefcases. <laughs> I know, man. Forget know. this movie. We're going to solve the masculinity crisis. I know. I know. That's the real mystery. It is funny that you think this podcast won't eventually just become like Manosphere, grifting, <laughs> selling like vitality pills. <laughs> Oh, man, I hope some sketchy company gives us something to sling soon. <laughs> well, I've been I've been slacking a bit by not pursuing sponsorships more aggressively. Elf. What is this shit? Elf, Elf bar? bar? Yeah. We yeah, need... we could advertise for Elf bars. Yeah, we need a vape company. Well, to, we need to try to every flavor for. of the rainbow. Yes. Before we can, you know, in good faith, endorse it. A real rainbow party. Yeah, the real rainbow party <laughs> is hitting every kind of Elf bar at once. <laughs> so uh mark strong rolls up we go to paris the drop goes bad um some other bullshit happens i don't know i i was gonna say i'm so sick of discussing this movie's yeah, plot it's not good <laughs> i would not recommend this movie spoiler it was the sister it was the sis yeah, yeah sis loves me sis doesn't love her brother clearly no they don't have that phineas and billy eilish <laughs> dynamic going on no they don't they don't <laughs> um uh, yes it's the 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 sister that did it i forget what i guess oh because i guess her brother is getting the entire fortune family fortune yeah there's like disputes over a family fortune oh i wonder if that's like a commentary on indian culture and like i don't know hereditary i'm sure there's some bullshit that goes on with uh... i didn't even think it was that deep i'm just like it's a classic they killed for money <laughs> 
yeah. or they tried to kill for money. Well, they were trying to be very cultural with like the Indian wedding and right. stuff. So I was wondering if that was like some knock I, on like I really don't think it's that deep, man. The daughter is left with nothing. Oh, the like yeah, how the daughter wouldn't be valued the same as a son, yeah. perhaps. And yeah. I'm sure it's I not did that not deep. connect. Yeah. I did not connect that. <laughs> I was like, is this shit done? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's sad how on the wavelength of this movie I think I am. <laughs> well, you you seem to have a mind for mysteries, whereas I don't. <laughs> I I really don't. Um, I'm more into the like dreamlike symbolism kind of plots rather than like everything fits together perfectly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, there was two moments I wanted to mention. The first moment I wanted to mention was, uh, so Adam Sandler at one point gets his phone taken away by Mark Strong for like safety reasons. And a line, a perplexing line that he delivers is, I had a dick pic on on mine. Right. Like, why did you take my phone? I had a dick pic on mine. Also, didn't they get phones in the gift basket at the wedding? They each got a new iPhone. Yeah. So then he's saying, like, he's had this phone for like a day and he already has a dick pic on it, despite having been with his wife the entire time. Right. And my other question is like, okay, I don't think he's texting dick pics to Jennifer Addison at this stage in his life. It doesn't seem like. Well, they've been in the same physical space the entire time. Yes. So are we. Are we to assume that he has a dick pic like someone else's dick? This is my question. Oh, much like. Jacob Elordi's character in Euphoria, that's a point of contention at one point oh. with his GF that he has all these strangers' dicks in his bones. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. The plot thickens. Is he having some sort of psychosexual meltdown? Yeah. Whoa. I think he meant it's a photo of his own dick. I think that's what it was meant to be. But the way that the line was, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why does he have a dick pic on his phone. Like, it just doesn't make any sense with this character that he would no. be sending dick pics to Jennifer Aniston at this stage in his life. No. <laughs> We're led to believe he's, like, very settled down. Yeah. <laughs> his character is not meant to be... His character gets more excited about eating the cheese in the hotel room than yeah. about sex. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where they were going with that one. No. So, uh, the other... That's so funny, taking the first dick pic of a new phone. Like breaking the seal, <laughs> breaking it in. Yeah, I guess I've never thought about that. Taking like, it for a spin, getting a new phone. I'm like, damn, this is the first dick pic I'm taking. No, this I'm... is a moment. <laughs> right, a, cult- a cultural touchstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I had written down here is, um, I, at one point, someone is blowing smoke rings. Some dumb character. I forget why, what his purpose was in this movie. And um, I guess he's flirting with someone. And then he proceeds to blow a smoke ring. And then he blows a smoke penis into the smoke ring. Did you catch that? I didn't. I don't even remember that. What I do remember is Adam Sandler coming back into frame at the wedding with a big hookah rig being like, does anyone want to hit this? And he's he's coughing like he just hit a bomb. That was good. That was funny. I don't know if Indians fuck with hookah that much, though. I thought that was more of a Persian thing. I thought it was, too, at the risk of maybe being way off base. But yeah, yeah. that was my my lived experience from the time we went to that hookah lounge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but yeah so you missed the smoke ring coitus that happened yeah that wasn't that was a weird moment man this movie's full of easter eggs and commentary (laughs) that all all of which i'm picking up yeah well you're you're on their wavelength (laughs) and i'm just like this is not good 
um maybe we want to rewatch uncut gems for like a fourth oh, time me too yeah i showed that to my dad last christmas and he he found it very stressful yes i think most people do yeah i'm like see dad this is what i go through mentally when i put five dollars on a first period three-way money line in like a lightning game <laughs> <laughs> he's just like me for real for real yeah damn it's uh i don't know if you keep up much with julia fox these days she's become very unhinged and has Since made herself look very weird anything to do with having dated kanye for a little bit um yeah i think that's a part of it yeah um but she's like how do i even describe it so the theory is that she's had like the cool sculpting or whatever like this lipo surgery but she lost like too much weight too quickly uh. so her belly button and like her whole stomach it looks weird for lack of a better word it looks uh, very unnatural uh, and like unhealthy um and people some people speculate like she's back on drugs uh she's also bleached her eyebrows which maybe i've said this on pod it breaks my heart when beautiful women have mental breakdowns and bleach their eyebrows or like get rid of their eyebrows <laughs> right 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 um never goes well no <laughs> i feel like it never looks as good as uh someone thinks it's going to Right, which is like, what is their basis for this is going to look good anyway? Who, right, when what in is history? the precedent? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I'm still low-key thinking about doing like a slit in one of my eyebrows. Dude, I've, I've thought about the slit. people are incredibly divided on. Yes. I've had people be like, we're going to do a wellness check on you if you do that. But then I've had <laughs> friends be like, honestly, man, you have a bunch of tattoos already. You kind of... You know, you do what you want. Clearly, just do it. Think with the slit. Have you ever like? Have you ever thought about it? Like you had that razor in your hand. Well, no, just say, I, I could just do this. So here's the thing. I think I would go to a barber shop and get them to do it with a straight razor. Oh, but I'm also worried. Like a seven year old European man is going to be like, no, <laughs> like we're not doing that to you. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think I'll try to Trojan horse it in in a way where I'll get because I want to do like a full down to zero head shape like complete bald yeah like at a barbershop yeah and then be like can you also touch up my eyebrow and make it look cool yes dude in your brexit this is <laughs> this is what you need well to do. if there was ever a time imagine me in the forests of japan with an eyebrow slit <laughs> you'll be getting slit with that slit <laughs> Japanese Damn, slit. that's so vulgar. Late game pod. I know, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty crass. I'm like, I hate it when people say slit. I know. That's the worst like, one, Ugh. isn't it? That's the worst one. People think cunt Or is what bad. about like hatchet wounds? Slit is... What? <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that? No. No. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not great. Holy shit. I don't say that, but I've heard it said. Oh, wow. That's just... That's uh, off color. What about clam? I kind of like clam. Clam's not bad. Clam is cute. It's kind of like comedic. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're not a hardcore misogynist if you're saying that. I feel like East Coast people it, call them clowns. If you're saying hatchet wound, I think you have some pretty terrifying views. <laughs> like right? if that's in your regular rotation yeah. <laughs> of things you say. If that just slips out. <laughs> um, so I would not recommend this movie. It is a kill from me. Yeah. It's no mystery that uh, this would... movie is... Not I good. would maybe put this below the pale blue eye. Ooh, nice. You I, have to do like that letterbox mm, user. You just have to readjust every movie now. Right. Now <laughs> this I'm, is hit, you found the lowest low. 
the deepest depth of hell. I'm like trying to do a cover up now of my whole rating system. <laughs> yeah, I would say this is like a um, two star, I would say for me. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other bad Netflix movies I've seen that I don't recommend people watch. The Strays, which I was telling you about, very much wants to be like a Jordan Peele movie, bringing in some horror with like a very heavy handed commentary on race and identity and all this stuff. Yeah. Not a good movie. It's not smart. It's not scary. It's a little bit like funny games. People kind of getting terrorized in their home mm. at one point. Um, so that was bad. And then because I think Lily Reinhardt is cute, I ended up watching Look Both Ways, which uh, is a branching timeline movie. Yeah. Those never go great. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need to branch. Just pick a timeline and do it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not profound to Commit. have a timeline branch. Commit to one timeline. <laughs> Yeah. It's not that hard. No, no. Um, but that was a really bad one, too. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Have you seen any other originals? Anything noteworthy? I've seen some good stuff, actually. Um, so I've watched Bo's Afraid last week. Oh, right, right. I had two seats to myself at the VIP theater in Brentwood. Luxurious. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, they got heated seats. Not bad. Um, that movie was a movie. That was a movie. It was uh, <laughs> It was so good it was uh it was perplexing man mm. it's i knew it was good it was I, I always know a movie is great when during the movie i can't decide whether it's good or not and then after the movie like all i think about is watching that movie again yes, i like that to, too to figure out whether it was good or not and th th that is my favorite feeling of all time i think after a movie just being like was that good wasn't it good i don't know i just want to watch it again yeah to me that is the my favorite feeling yeah i've watched a few movies like that where it's like i don't know what just happened but i'm still thinking about it yeah like that book i got in la i'm like yeah. i don't know what happened to me but i'm still thinking about it yeah um so that movie ruled i would highly recommend yeah. it to people yeah it was very um very psychological like all about uh this paranoid dude who mm. is living and is living like this life that seems almost dystopian but mm. you're never really sure if it's just because it's colored through his like mental illness or mm. whether things are actually the way that they are portrayed on screen which is really cool so you're not quite sure what is real and what isn't like it's not quite dream sequency but it's sort of in that realm right um and the plot is just insane unhinged uh it's very like uh i don't know yeah it's it, it, it's an experience that people i i would love to hear anybody else's perspective on it i don't think and nobody i know has seen it yet um uh, but it's it's one I, of those things that you want to talk about with someone. yeah you need a, a professional to consult after this movie <laughs> well uh this fellow professional podcaster promises to see it yeah. and then maybe we can have uh a mildly spoiler filled conversation oh, on yes. pod at some point we should yeah actually i think our rule should be we can only spoil netflix originals if we're talking about another like new movie we can't spoil it i like that house rule yeah, yeah. because netflix originals yeah they deserve yeah. to be spoiled oh yeah they're spoiling us yeah so we deserve <laughs> to spoil them. fight fire with fire mm -hmm. um so we're going to wrap up in a second here. So are we going to do the latter half of Love is Blind next time? Maybe we should. Just bang it out. Yeah, sure. Okay. Lib. We're getting libtarded next week. Let's so Let's do it. All right. Bye. All right, folks. Bye-bye.